Hello everyone and welcome to episode 51 of the Building Strength Podcast. On today's episode, we got Coach D in the cut at Power Physique. Some of you guys may have heard him on my podcast last year. I'm going to link those down below. As I said in a couple, a few episodes ago, I'm going to bring in more guests this year. So the first one being Coach D. Coach D is a muscle building expert. He's one of the most jacked motherfuckers I know. One of the most dedicated motherfuckers I know. If you guys don't follow him currently, I guarantee you'll follow him after this. Anyway, Coach D, say what's up. What's up, everyone? Good to be back. And Theo, we can swear on the podcast? Yes, sir. Awesome, awesome. I am amped already. All right, so take me away, bro. All right, so one of the reasons why I like bringing Coach D on to this podcast is because he is one of the most passionate motherfuckers I know. So if you don't know Coach D, he is a trainer as well. He's a coach. He does in-person coaching as well as online coaching, powerphysique.com. He does he deals with a lot of weight loss, muscle building, powerlifting and just straight up nutrition coaching. That's right. That covers it. All right. So, Coach, it's been a while since we've sat down and talked. What is your current training and diet look like? So, currently, um, starting tomorrow, actually, I'm getting back into my routine. So, I spent the second half of last year just training for the 2019 pull-ups. So, on New Year's Eve... I had a couple buddies and myself, so we performed 2,019 reps of pull-ups. So that took up a lot of my, my training time just because I was so fatigued from it. So now that that's over, I can focus more on my own training because, guys, everything in training takes, but not everything gives. So you really got to prioritize your training. You can't chase multiple goals at once. And I just find that um, typically that, that period in December between Christmas and the start, the, sec- the start of the second week of the year, that's kind of like that limbo zone where typically clients fall off a little bit just because the schedule's a little bit off, the holiday eating. So I'm the same with myself. I just took the first week of the year just to rest up, and now I'm getting back into the swing of things because... You need to be on a proper program, a proper routine if you want to make gains long-term. So, how, when did you start trading? 2019 pull-ups? How long did, you, how long did that take? When I started uh, training for that, uh, I, we, we started in mid-July, I believe. Yeah. So how we did it was I would meet up with uh, Kane and Satish every Thursday. And we did it in a wave. So I believe we started off doing like 218, 280 reps. That was the first day. So that was doable. And then it, the volume picked up real fast. I think like the next week we did 300. And then the week after we instantly jumped to 500. That's crazy. That's crazy. So you said everything else kind of had to take a back seat as you did the pull-ups. Like were you still, you were still lifting though. Yeah, I was still lifting, but 
one of my one of the prime focus of my training is always to build more muscle but just doing the pull-ups it was so draining just the sheer amount of reps and volume I really wanted to focus on my my upper body more but yeah because of the pull-ups I couldn't just because my body was so fatigued all the time Damn. okay so what does your what are you gonna what are you working towards right now like what are you what's the program you're starting tomorrow so the program I'm I'm gonna do I always write my own programming because I know my own body and I know what I adapt well to and what I don't like I've tried so many programs from so many different trainers and coaches and I'll kind of nitpick all the best pieces of each but end of the day you're still going to have a certain system, a certain rep range, certain amount of volume and intensity that you like to work with. And I believe if you train in, in that way, you're going to make the most progress, right? Because, guys, you want to do something that you're, you actually enjoy doing. If you actually enjoy doing it, you're going to keep doing it. And I think one of the most, probably the most important factor in training is just sheer consistency, right? If you can't keep it up and you don't enjoy it, you're not going to do it. Yeah. So it's just a long-term game, guys. So in terms of diet, because I know just before we started recording, you said that you're having a hard time getting all the food you need in to grow. Like, what's going on there? What's up with the diet? So with the diet, um, so right now I'm, I'm, not, I'm not dieting down. So it's kind of a funny paradox because when you're, when you're dieting down, when you're deep in the cut, you're always hungry. So all you want is like a little bit more carbs here, things like that. You, you would kill for that actually. It's like, like something like a bagel is a luxury, you know? But right now, since I'm in the off season, my body fat's much higher. Uh, I'm not as hungry. I crushed two bagels for breakfast and I'm like, oh, I really have to get this down again. I'm just, it's just not, when, when you're bulking, and when you're cutting, it's very different, right? One, you're very hungry all the time, and one, you're struggling to put food down. But you have to keep the goal in mind, which is one, you're going for fat loss, and one, you're trying to build muscle. Right. So right now you're in the build muscle, build mass phase? That's right, so if I'm not, if I'm not dieting down to try to lose body fat, I'm always, always trying to build muscle. I, I tell all my clients, you should stay in a calorie surplus a majority of the year. I don't ever really maintain, per se. I'm always trying to gain. I don't really see the point in kind of trying to stay the same weight or whatever because building muscle is hard. Like, it's an active, active a process that I have to take part in like it's not just training you have to make sure your sleep is in order that you're actually eating enough even when you don't want to eat and you don't feel like eating so that's that's what I'm struggling with now I guess got it okay so damn it's been a whole it's been a long time since we've like even hung out let alone do a podcast right so I want to know over the last year has anything changed in regards to how you train or how you eat? Like, what's the biggest things you've changed or learned? Okay, um, probably the biggest thing that I learned this year was uh, something called neurotyping. Uh, I don't want to get 
too in depth about it on this podcast. If you want to learn more about it, just search Neurotype and Christian Thibodeau on Google. Go. He's one of the. He he's one of he's probably the leading guy in the industry where he knows the most about it and he where he preaches it and he pushes it the most. If you want to learn more about that, just search Neurotype Christian Thibodeau on Google. You're gonna find all the info that you need. But originally, the neurotype was brought to my attention by my good friend Satish, who's a trainer that I really respect. And it sounded really almost too fancy at first, where essentially there's five neurotypes, and uh, depending on your neurotype, you are tr- you prefer to train a certain way. So that could be rep range, that could be intensity, how heavy you like to uh, lift, um, also rest times. So just to give you guys a very brief rundown, so there are, I said there's five types, but there's three subcategories. So the first one is uh, type one. So each neural type is dependent upon your neurotransmitter. So we have type one, which is dopamine dominant. So type one, typically, these are the people, we, we like to lift heavier, so I'm a type one. So we have a type 1A and a type 1B. So there's a difference between those two, uh, the, those type ones. So like a type 1A, they are like those classical like powerlifters, so they can really grind through the reps, where I'm a 1B. So although I like lifting heavy weights, I rely much more on my stretch reflex, so you could say, I'm more of an explosive lifter. So I'm, I'm someone where I'll really dive bomb it in the eccentric and kind of reverse that. Right. Whereas someone who's a type 1A, they'll kind of just go down at a steady pace yeah. and come up at a steady pace. But it's massive weight, but they just still move it. Okay. And then you have your, um, your type 2. So you have your one, 1A. Uh, so that's Satish. So a 1A is someone, how I would describe them is if they, everything works for them, but uh, it doesn't work for long. So they have to keep switching it up, which is something like you and I probably tell clients, hey, don't switch it up so often, right? You need to stay consistent with what you're lifting, what you're training with. Uh, so type, that's a type 2, right? So a type 2, they are adrenaline driven. So typically, they can handle more volume. The more they do, the better they feel. Right. Whereas my type of type 1, we, we can't handle that much volume yeah. as a type 2. Right. So then you have like a type 2B, who that's like the classical bodybuilder. They like volume. They like the sensation. They like to feel yeah. lit out. And we have our type 3, which is a... Uh, so type three, there's only one. There's no three A, three B, there's just three. So type three, making up the fifth type, they are serotonin dependent. So this, this neural type, they like, they like things that are the same. They can't handle too much stimulation. So like if you tell them, hey, today we're gonna come in, we're gonna hit a five by five at 225 they feel good hitting that same thing from set to set they like to know what to expect they like structure but if you told them hey the last set we're gonna do 230 so just five pounds more they'll freak the fuck out they're like are you sure i can do this you know it's 
it's five pounds, dude, but like they, they like that structure. So this neurotype, they tend to, they tend to like make, not make gains as fast, but they, they typically, they can handle a lot of volume. They can do the same thing over and over again and not get bored. Okay. So that, that's just pretty much a quick rundown of the neurotypes. Damn. So, how did you figure out? Was it like you were just reading through the neurotypes, and you're like, "Yeah, I'm that. I'm yeah. that one." I I was just doing a lot of research on it, right? And uh, Satish sent me a couple of actual texts from Christian himself yeah. Yeah. to read over. Initially, I I thought I was um, I thought I was a uh, like a two B, yeah, because it said like I really like that sensation and just feeling things. Right, right. But um, that's, that was just how I trained. Yeah. So essentially, if you train according to your neurotype, mm-hmm. you're going to feel better, you're going to recover better, and you're going to make more gains, yeah. right? So I, for, for me, how I would determine what your neurotype would be, would, let's say you had no program, you had no coach, you had no other factors influencing what you were doing, training. If I were just to throw you in the gym, what would you want to do? Right. Typically, would you, would you want to just max out all day, yeah. hit heavy singles? Would, would you rather just get a pump? Yeah. Or do you want to, or are you like me where you want to lift pretty heavy, but you don't like maxing out. Like for me, I, I really like like the three to six rep range yeah. where it's heavy enough right. and I'm doing enough reps, yeah. but it's not too many reps and it's not too heavy in the sense of like, holy shit, I really have to exert everything for this. Yeah. Awesome. So that's like the biggest thing you learned and changed mm-hmm. over the last year. What, wh- how it helped me the most was before in my training, yeah. like, I love training so much. I, I want to be in the gym every day. So one thing I was always doing, I was burning myself out from sheer volume. Right. And my neurotype, we can handle, we, we're, we're the least tolerant of volume. So we can't do as much volume as a type two or a type three. Yeah. So one thing I was always doing was burning myself out. Yeah, you were, you were always doing a lot of, you were like, always doing a lot of work. Yeah, a lot, a lot of work. Okay. So learning about the neurotype, I actually started doing less. Yeah. I started feeling better. Right. Right. I still made the same amount of gains. Yeah. But I felt good going into every workout rather than feeling like beat up by the third or fourth workout of the week. Yeah. Where before I would just power through it, but now I'm like, I go into it. I feel as good as on workout four as I do on workout one. Yeah. And um. So when you study the neurotypes, it actually gives you like certain numbers. Mm-hmm. Like for me, typically, I I should cap it around eighteen sets. So that's what I've been trying to do. Yeah, in a workout, eighteen working sets. We're we're not counting the warm up, right. but that's what I've been doing, and that's probably like um, the biggest uh, limitation I put on myself. Like, hey, go in the gym, yeah. do your work, but cap it at eighteen, yeah. and then that's. That's what's been benefiting me the most because remember when I was running the, the bodybuilding program like yeah. a year ago in the summer? Guys, I was doing like 30 to 35 fucking sets yeah. a workout mm-hmm. on top of like the powerlifting at the start. Yeah. And I would be training five days a week. Mm-hmm. So pretty much I was smoked. Yeah. 
all the time. I felt like shit, but I still did it. Yes, so that's something I've actually been thinking about a lot as I do like a lot of the same workouts over and over mm-hmm. with the kettlebell stuff. Cause I realized like for my personality type, I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty okay doing the same thing over yeah. and over. Cause you know, the results will be there, right? Do you think the neurotyping and personality types, is there any kind of like similarity? Oh, there? oh yeah. So like, I, I don't want you guys just to think neurotype. Well, primarily we use neurotype to determine how one should train. Mm-hmm. It's, it, um, it depends greatly upon your personality. So, kind of give you guys an example, like type one, they're more like uh, competitive people, right? They're more, usually more extroverted, very confident. Like a a type one, you meet them and they'll they'll reach out and they're going to give you a firm handshake, right? right? Whereas like a type three is more withdrawn, more shy, you know? They're they're not going to speak out as much. Um, What's funny about the neurotype is like... uh, it can actually affect your nutrition. So I actually tweaked a uh, little bit of my own nutrition according to the neurotype. So like for me, uh, one thing about my neurotype is I don't produce as much bile. So what bile is, it, it helps you break down fat. Right. So I've, I just know from, from my own experience, my body doesn't handle high fat well, yeah. right? Like, guys, if I eat high fat, I'm gonna run to the washroom. Like, if I overdo it. Mm-hmm. So one thing I learned about the neurotype was uh, they, they recommended certain supplementation. So I started supplementing things like dandelion root. Mm-hmm. So dandelion root helps increase your bile production, helps you break down fat better. So I'll take that in the morning. And if I wanna have a fatty meal, I have um, more, what's the word I wanna use? I'm more protected, <laughs> safety. <Right. laughs> yeah, you know, I can handle the fat better. So you'll have like the dandelion root before. Yeah, meat. so it, it recommended that I, I take it early in the morning just on an empty stomach and it makes my stomach feel good. Like dandelion root in, in general is good for everyone yeah. for optimizing their gut health. If you have stomach problems, so like that's one thing I recommend. But for me and my neurotype, it works even better. That's sick. That's sick. I didn't even know that. This is why we have Coach D on this podcast. Shit, man. Um, so in terms of coaching clients, in person or online, have you been able to implement or at least like use the neurotyping a little bit in terms of your clients? Uh, I, I have with like more so the guys that I've worked with longer. Yeah. So let's say someone like carlo like my first client shout outs carlo shout out loaded bar so someone like carlo i've worked with him for a long time so i know what he's like in the gym right so i have a much better sense of what neurotype he is where with the neurotype i'm not going to use it with a new client because while i don't really know them they're also very new to training so everything works we don't have to get this advanced and this specific So while, while I'm giving you guys great information about the neurotypes, if you're new to training, guys, just train. Don't worry about this shit. I'm like almost 10 years in the game. So um, I, I, can be, I can try more advanced things than you guys. But you guys shouldn't ask me what I'm currently doing, but more so 
what I did, the things I was doing to get to this point, right? Because what I'm doing now is not what got me here, right? So just stick to your basics. And I'll just say DU is the fucking master of basics. As I said at the start of the podcast when I introduced him, he's one of the most dedicated people I know when it comes to the fitness, the health, just everything surrounding training. Whether So that's training, eating, sleeping, he's got it down. So let's shift gears a little in terms of because I want to pick your brain about your coaching as well. Sure. So for aspiring coaches out there, are there any tips that you can share? Um, biggest lessons you've learned in person or online, like really anything, whether that's business, whether that's how you're communicating with your clients, because I know you provide a lot of feedback for your clients, you provide a lot of value and information when you're communicating with them. Just like any, any tips that I would give to uh, aspiring coaches? Yeah, or even coaches right now. Um, like biggest things you've learned in the last year. Okay. Uh, what I would say, guys, is my number one tip to aspiring coaches and trainers is just you guys got to train yourself. If here, here's what I believe, and I tell tell me what you think, Theo, is you're never gonna train someone as hard as you train yourself. So. If you don't put in that effort for yourself in the gym, how are you going to make a client train harder, right? And, okay, let, 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 let me be a little blunt. I, I always say, like, pussy trainers make pussy clients. So, <laughs> do we have to edit that out? No, <laughs> no we're cool? I, I don't edit <laughs> But, yeah, so one, one thing I really, if you train hard yourself and you're always learning, then you're doing a service to your clients because I never give a client something I've never done before. You know, I give my clients things that I've done in the past and I'm like, hey, this works and this works well. This works well in this situation. This works well for this type of person. Because one thing I really, really hate seeing is like, I'll, I'll see a trainer who he looks great. I see him, he, he trains, how he trains is awesome. But then he goes and he trains his client. He does some bullshit. Right. I'm like, dude, why are you not training your clients how you train yourself? Yeah. Right? Like you're squatting heavy, but then you get your client on the leg extension. Yeah. Why? Because yeah. if you value your, yourself as a coach, then you should raise that standard of yourself. Be like, hey, if I could do this, then I could teach it. And I could teach it to someone well. I'm not going to cop out and do something easier because I feel like if someone pays me a lot of money to train them, I'm not going to give them anything less than what I would do myself. Yeah, I like that. So you guys heard it right there. Basically, train hard if you want your, try- if you want your clients to train hard. Um, you're, you're, you got to lead by example, yeah. right? Cause your clients look up to you. Mm-hmm. So you got to give them something to be proud of. Yeah. I like that. So in terms of, um, 
biggest I biggest success stories so far with your clients? Because you've you've sent me a couple of the transformation pictures, and they're pretty awesome. Like some of them, some of them we know I know personally. Shout out to Helder. Shout out to Helder. He's looking good. My so boy like, lost thirty pounds. Oh yeah. So like what? Through through the process of doing the online coaching, through the process of doing the in-person coaching, like what determines whether a client is successful in actually achieving their goal and then maintaining that as a lifestyle? Like any habits? I I think we can both agree on the number one thing that determines the client's success is consistency. Is Okay, are you just going to show up? Yeah. Like, Theo, if someone signs up with you for eight weeks and they see you twice a week, are you gonna, Are they going to be someone that you see twice a week for two weeks? Mm-hmm. Or are they going to show up one week and then they're gone for one, they come back? Yeah. If, if you don't have that consistency, then you're not going to make it in this game. And I think that can pretty much be said about everything. But consistency aside... I just want clients who want to work hard. Yeah. I think effort is like the number one thing. If you can just show up, work hard, be open-minded. Yeah. So consistency, hard work, being open-minded to the training. If you can do all that and show up, then we got you. Yeah. All you have to do is show up. What do you think? Yeah, I think, I think the showing up for the training is super important, but also when you talk about consistency, it's just, it's more than consistency just in the gym. It's like consistency with their cooking, with their sleeping. I find a lot, I've been thinking about this a lot recently and it really is just a lot of practice when you're trying to build those habits. Like you just get good at cooking by cooking more and you get good at doing the grocery shopping just by going to the grocery store more. You just get better at doing all these things and it all adds up as you do it over time. I think that I think that's very true, but like all those I, I think new habits are hard to form yeah. and old habits die hard, right? So when someone's initially starting out, I'm sure you do the same thing, Theo. We we try to make it as easy for them as yeah. possible, right? I I feel like when beginners start they always they want to do so much, yeah. you know, like they've, they've never lifted before. Yeah. And Theo and I are like, we probably train most of our in-person client like twice at most three times a week. Uh-huh. Just tell them, hey, man, show up twice a week. But they before they even start their first session with you, they're, they're saying, hey, man, I want to train five times a week. I'm like, dude, you're not going to make it. Yeah. <laughs> you First of all, you can't you can't handle it. Yeah. And how about we just. You haven't gone to the gym once, you know? So we, we just try to make it easy for you guys, get you guys in a good groove first. Like if after a while you, you're consistently showing up for twice a week and you want more, be like, hey, how about we schedule a third day of the week and we'll take it from there. And even with the, the eating and the sleep, the things outside the gym, like I said, like going to the gym it's, it's a hard enough step, but changing your life right outside of it, like the other 23 hours of the day, we're not there to help you. So that stuff's going to take time too, right? Yeah. So 
if the client's not eating too well, we're not going to rush you guys and be like, hey, this is what I eat. Yeah. Do this. Right. You probably don't even cook for yourself. Like, won't, I just, we probably now, we just give people actionable steps. Yeah. You know, like. Small steps. Small steps. One at a time. One at a time. Like, hey, you don't eat breakfast. Yeah. Try, uh, like, for the girls I train. One thing that I've given them, which they really enjoy, is like, hey, in the morning, you don't have time, just get some Greek yogurt, put some honey over it, and some cinnamon, you're good to go. Carbs and protein. Start your day. Better than nothing, right? Yeah. And that takes less than two minutes to put together. Yeah. And you're starting your day off right. And they'll do something like that, and they'll be like, hey, it's not so hard, and then they're going to keep doing it. And don't forget the scoop of protein in the Greek yogurt oh, yeah. for extra protein gains. Ladies, that's how you bang out 50% of your daily protein intake. Yeah. In one shot, in one <laughs> shot. <laughs> that's actually one thing you said, um, someone told me recently, they've, they've been lifting for maybe two to three years. Mm -hmm. And it's one of the female members at Mayo and she's ripped as shreds and mm -hmm. she's like getting pretty strong now after that initial phase, mm -hmm. two to three years of consistent lifting. And she's saying that you have to realize when you're first starting out that it's not like a linear pro like the progress just doesn't happen. Cause yeah, you yeah. do, you do like encounter a lot of setbacks. Like if you're trying to learn how to cook, it's not just gonna happen immediately. Yeah. Like, so you have to realize that the gains do take a while. Mm -hmm. Like Coach D's been at it for almost 10 years, same as me, and we've definitely had a lot of setbacks in the past, yeah. lots of, many injuries. We just got our cooking down, guys. Right, exactly. <laughs> like we thought we were, we thought we were good yeah. two years ago. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought I was the shit when I, like we were on the chicken breast, broccoli, rice. Yeah. We thought that was great, but in the last year, definitely for me, the last year was like, oh, okay, I actually understand this nutrition better. And not just in terms of like macronutrients, yeah. but the whole thing. Yeah. And like here, because um, a lot of you guys know me as a nutrition coach, a macro guy, right? But I, a lot of people think that's strictly what I do. I'm, I'm a coach. I give you guys guidance. You don't have to do macros to eat better. Yeah. Okay? 100%. And like I said, if you're so new to fitness and lifting in general, you probably don't need to do macros. Yeah. It, it would certainly help, mm -hmm. but it's not necessary. Yeah. Unless you're more advanced. Because I don't think as a beginner you can commit to it anyways, right? It's just it's too complex. For a newbie, you guys don't have the basics down. Get the basics down. Like, things like drink water, eat your fruits and vegetables, try to sleep more than five hours a night. You know, like, just general things. That's, that's how I start off all my beginners. It's just those little actionable steps. I call them principles, you know, like, or things like, hey, just start making your food stop yeah. eating out all the time right things like that that's the small actionable steps are key dang so 
Hopefully there's not too much background noise in this shit. We are in the Starbucks DuPont Christie. <laughs> Apparently we're in the old bank vault. It's not a very big vault though. So we got actually in terms of habits, I've been trying to share this with everyone because I heard it and I think you'll like this as well. It was on one of the podcasts I listened to. His his name's James Cleary or James Clear. His book is Atomic Habits. Anyway, he said in terms of forming a habit, say whatever habit you're thinking or you're trying to form right now. He said the simple act of doing something, when you do something, you're literally telling yourself that this is the kind of person you are. So say you want to make your bed every morning. Every time you make your bed in the morning, you literally tell yourself that I'm the kind of person who values cleanliness and being tidy. Mm -hmm. And then so as say you want to go, you want to meal prep, you want to go to the grocery store. Every every time you do that action, you're literally telling yourself, you're giving yourself that positive reinforcement Mm -hmm. that I'm the kind of person who values my health. So I'm going to take this time to do this grocery shopping and cooking. Mm -hmm. And it works in the opposite way too. Every time you don't make your bed, you're like, I'm the type of person who doesn't care about cleanliness. And so I really enjoyed that about, it's just like putting the reps in, just like lifting weights, just putting the reps in. I I really like that, Theo, because um, more so the part about showing what you value, right? So like, I, I agree with making the bed. It's like, it shows what type of person you wanna be, but what resonated more with me was saying, like, if I don't do it, here's what I value, which is the negative stuff, right? Uh, I don't know. If you, some of you guys are probably familiar with, like, Tony Robbins. So one thing he talks about is uh, the relationship between pain and pleasure. Yeah. So, so when you brought that up, I thought about making the bed as, like, a pleasure thing. Oh, now I'm cleanly, whatever. But then... The, the negative aspect, that's the pain. So what Tony says is that as human beings, we much rather avoid pain yeah. than receive pleasure. So that's why so many people don't go for it, right? Like people want to go to the gym. They want to be ripped. They want to lose fat. They want to look better for that girl or guy they're crushing on. But... They don't want, they rather not deal with the pain of showing up, feeling out of place, that those initial first week where the gym's really fucking hard, right? So what I kind of do with myself is I I try to kind of reverse that, my own thinking, right? How do I make the outcome of not doing it so painful that I'll do it? So one one thing is like uh, the cold showers, right, right. right? The cold showers have so many benefits, but who really wants to do that, especially in it's fucking in fucking Canada right now, where the pipes are cold as hell. The winter is so much harder, <laughs> but it's so much better <laughs> at the same time. So like with the cold showers, like the pleasure of like clearer skin, better immune system, uh muscle soreness all that yeah but you're like yeah but it's cold so what i tell myself is hey if you don't do this you're a bitch (laughs) so one thing with myself i don't want to be i don't want to think of myself as a bitch 
So that that pain of thinking my of myself as a bitch is way too much for me. So I just crank that cold water, man. So you got to find your pain. You got to find your low point and say, because that's actually going to get you off your ass, right? You rather get out of pain than be in pleasure. So find your painful spots and just really be in it until you're so sick of it that you're going to take action. Yeah, that's that's some Grant Cardone shit. That's some Uncle G shit because he's like, you have to be so disgusted with your situation. Like you have to hate where you currently are so that you can take that action to go where you want to be. Some Uncle G shit. Bro, because like when you're at rock bottom, the only way up is up. (laughs) You can't go lower than rock bottom. All right. That is freaking awesome. I have some questions from some listeners. I got Jack Cole 97. He actually uh, DM'd me a little bit. We were messaging back and forth and this guy's got his head on his shoulders. He knows what's up. Yeah. All right. So he said, so give him, hit him with some love. All right. So he asked, what would you give? What advice would you give someone who has just started powerlifting? Okay. You want to start this? Let's do this, Jack. You ready for me to hit you with that knowledge? Okay, so I I don't know about five things, but let me just give you some things. Just one one thing. Uh, Powerlifting. He's just started powerlifting. Don't just do squat, bench, and deadlift. Okay? You got to make sure that you are incorporating other exercises as well. And like things like unilateral exercises, because if you're just doing powerlifting and you're just doing those three lifts, you will get really good at those three lifts, which you need for powerlifting. But what happens when you get hurt from those three lifts, right? Because of imbalances. Let's say as a squatter, you're very, your quads aren't that strong, your low bar squatter. And then you end up lo- using your hamstrings and your low back to squat, which shouldn't be. Because so how so you think the more I squat, the better my legs will get, right? But what if you already don't squat with your quads? So maybe some things like a lunge, a leg press will actually help you, even though it's not powerlifting, right? Because if you want to be the best powerlifter that you can be. You got to take care of all aspects. And sometimes that has nothing to do with powerlifting. It's just about preserving your body where you can just stay in the game long term. So just things like um, just make sure that you are hitting all your muscle groups and that your training is balanced. You do not want to leave out anything just because you're a powerlifter. Okay, so maybe some bodybuilding exercises will help you. Maybe, hell, maybe even doing a damn CrossFit class like once a month will keep you in shape so you can train harder and recover better from powerlifting, right? All, all these little things, everything works. You just have to be open-minded. And end of the day, how you're going to base your decision is what is my ultimate goal and is what I'm doing right now going to help me get to that goal? And it might be what you need to do might be different from someone else. But if it gets you there, then it gets you there. 
Well then, that pretty much, Coach, you just crushed it. Yeah. You just crushed thank that. Thank you, thank you. So, you guys heard it. Don't just stick to the three lifts, which is exactly what I did. <laughs> I did this I did this for a very long time, and I got fucked up. So what Coach D is saying resonates a lot with me because that is exactly what I did. I just squatted, I benched, and I deadlifted. And I did this for like six years before I met my man, Coach D. And he's like, dude, you're small. <laughs> what are you doing? So... Yeah, I think that I think that's a great advice for someone who's just starting out powerlifting. Like powerlifting is super fun and getting into the powerlifting world is pretty it's like it's awesome. You lift heavy shit, you sit around for a little, you lift heavy shit again, and everyone around you is doing the same thing. But definitely doing that accessory work, doing all that other shit, and Coach D said it, do some conditioning. You don't have to be fat to be a powerlifter. Like at the end of the day, in terms of health, there's more to it than just lifting heavy. You wanna be able to move well, you wanna be, you don't wanna be fat, right? I mean, maybe some people want to be, but. Nah, no one wants to. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that, right? <laughs> They're lying to themselves. Yep. So, that's awesome. Like, is there anything else you wanna add to anything we talked about? Uh, we covered a good amount. We covered what you're currently doing. Oh, yeah, I wanted to ask you. Did you sign up for that competition? What's no, up? Is not, this happening? Not yet. Not yet. So this, this year, guys, I'm, I'm planning to compete in my first bodybuilding show. Um, I think the show is set for June. So I, I better get my registration in soon. Yeah. But I'm, I'm just taking, like I said at the start of the podcast, I'm just taking the first couple of weeks of the year just to right. get acclimated to the new schedule. Yeah. And then once that's in place, I can worry more about those little things. Yo, you got to sign up, man. That's, that's not <laughs> too far away. Actually, I was talking to Satish, yeah. and there's a kettlebell. The cert is in October. Mm-hmm. And he's like, dude, just sign up. Yeah. Then, then you'll actually have to go yeah, for it, right? Yeah. Like, shit. All right. All right. Okay. Any closing thoughts? Any closing thoughts? Um, hmm. Let's see. So yeah, guys, I I hope you guys enjoyed that podcast uh, that we just did. I hope that we were able to give you guys some value. And since it's the New Year's, to all you guys that are starting out on your fitness journey or starting up again, it doesn't matter. Like this this year is your year if you want it to be because like like we said right what's you gotta weigh the pleasure and the pain is is making a change worth it to you or would you rather just sit at home watch netflix enjoy the pleasure or are you sick of just staying at home watching netflix and you want to make a change right so the thing is the beautiful thing about change is that you could do it right now if you choose to. So I just wanted to wish all you guys who are willing and committed to make a change for the New Year's, I just wanna send you guys all my blessings and I just wanna say, just keep going, right? It's gonna be worth it. And like our boy Uncle G said, any small effort over time is better than no effort at all. 
So even if you do the smallest thing possible, it could be something as simple as eating Greek yogurt in the morning, getting a little bit more protein. It's better than nothing, better than not eating breakfast, feeling like shit for the rest of the day. You guys heard it right there. All right. Coach, where can people find you? How can people talk? All right, guys. So you can find me on Instagram at powerphysique.com. My website is powerphysique.com. I'm going to... Because Theo's been getting on my ass. Uh, so you, you guys know that Theo writes a lot. So one of my goals this year is to write more and share my thoughts with you. So within... All right, fuck. The next week, I'm going to drop a blog post for you guys. You said it on the podcast, so now I got to do it. <laughs> got it, got it. Um, you guys can also find me on YouTube at Power Physique. Uh, this is where I have a ton of training videos. I have a couple of vlog series. So if you guys want to see how I train, my style of training, you should definitely check out my YouTube. And if you guys ever need any training, fitness or nutrition advice feel free to reach out to me on instagram shoot me a dm i got you that's it that's it and honestly he's not just saying that a lot of people just say that but coach d will respond to your dms all right so i hope you guys enjoyed that podcast i hope it was a good change of pace from listening to my voice and me talking in my car as always, thank you guys for listening. Check out Coach D at Power Physique. Until next time, peace. Peace, guys.